Romans chapter 1. Tonight, Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. We're going to continue just going through different portions of the Scripture that people really just struggle with. And when I started to talk, go to some of the Old Testament Scriptures, I was hoping to deal with them today and talk a lot about the stoning, all the people that got stoned in the back in the Bible days. But before we got to that, I was like, ah, I don't want to get ahead of myself too fast. I need to go. We need to go to Romans and look at this passage. It's the same passage that Brother Smith used this morning in Sunday school, but he didn't. He didn't take my whole message. But I want to talk tonight about why so many do not understand the gospel. So many people, they when they, you present the gospel to them, they don't like it. In fact, many people will get mad. I was watching his, his news clips. Uh, I forgot the man's name. Uh, he's a fool. Uh, you know, he says there is no God. A fool says that, and he's a he's an atheist, and he just hates Christianity. He hates any type of religion. I mean, he hates it, and he makes no bones about it. And you know, I mean, you watch these, you listen to some of these people, and it's like, you know, what's the problem? In fact, one of the guys on the news was saying, you know, I can understand, you know, you think and what you want to think, but really, you can't deny that religion does a lot of good stuff. You know, whether you agree with them or disagree with them, there's a lot of good stuff that's done in the name of religion. And so, you know, I mean, and the guy just, I mean, he hates it. It's like, really, what is. Why, why do people not want to hear about a Savior who loves them that died on the cross for them? Why do they get offended by that? And there's several reasons for that. But uh, to understand these people, we've got to look at Romans chapter 1. In verse six, we'll start reading verse 16. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Now, why would he say that? Okay, now I don't know about you all, but I'm not ashamed of the gospel either. I hope you're not ashamed of the gospel either. But why would he make that statement about being ashamed? Why would anybody think he was ashamed? I mean, really, for us as Christians, there is yeah, there's nothing to be ashamed of about it. I'm not ashamed that I believe in a creator. I'm not ashamed that I had to call on, I had to get my salvation from Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of that message. Why would somebody or anybody be ashamed? Why would anybody struggle or not be able to understand the Gospel? The plan of salvation, many times you hear it called God's simple plan of salvation. It's a very simple plan, is it not? I mean, admit you're a sinner. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Even a child can understand it. Even a small child. I was only five when I got saved. So, why do so many people seem to really struggle with this? Why is it there are people that will sit in church and just can't seem to get it and struggle with it? And they'll get frustrated and and just say, you know what? Forget it. It's all fake. It's all fairy tales. And they'll just write it all off. It's a simple message. Why do people struggle with it? Well, the real reason that I believe many people have trouble understanding God and understanding His Word is really just simply this. 
I could make this a one-point message, but I guess we're going to call this one point, and then I've got like four sub-points, I guess you could say. But why do people have trouble understanding the Gospel? They don't want to. And that is the truth. They don't want to. That's pretty much it. But why don't they want to? First reason, they're ashamed. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the Gospel. He goes on in verse 17, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith that is written, the just shall live by faith. We have to admit that the uh, the, gospel, the message of the Gospel, it is a message of faith. You have, if you're going to be saved, you have to be saved by grace through faith. We have to have faith in God. We have to have faith in Jesus Christ. The just shall live by faith. And many are ashamed of that message and they don't want to proclaim it. They don't want to live it in their life and they're ashamed of it because one, it is, it's a simple message. It's very simple. 1 Corinthians chapter 20, oh, chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We live in a society today and you know what? We, it's always been this way. There's always been people that they want to feel like somehow they're smarter than everybody else. They want to feel like somehow they're better than everybody else. I just read a statement that somebody had had put online. It said it said Calvinism. It says when just thinking you're better than everybody else isn't enough. And I thought, man, that's that's good, you know, because it's true. People want to think that somehow they're better than other people. They want to think that they're smarter. They want to think that they have come to some great understanding. I remember when I was a teenager. Right, a teenager. Teenage boys aren't usually real smart, are they? Alright, no, we're not we're not that smart. But I understood the gospel, I understood the message of the gospel. And I remember one time I came across I I can't even remember what it was called, but it was an old black and white TV show, and I'm watching it, and this whole movie's about this guy who's trying to just find the answers, you know, you know, what is God, who is God, you know, what does he expect, and he's He's seeking and he's going, he goes on this journey and he's going all over the world and studying these religions and watching everything. And, you know, and this is Hollywood, you know, back when everybody thinks they were all Christians. But let me tell you, there was a lot of this New Age, you know, garbage even on there back then. It was just harder for them to get it on television because so many people were against it. But there were some that were like that. And I remember the whole movie's trying to find this. And I'm sitting there the whole time watching the movie. Thinking he's going to find Christ, you know, he's going to find Christ. You know, it was it was simple. Everything the guy was talking about and everything he's looking for in the movie, the answer is Jesus Christ. The answer is in God's Word. You know, it's not even a mystery to me, and I'm just kind of waiting to see how he finds Christ. Well, finally, it's a pretty long movie, and it's getting towards the end, and he goes and he gets with these monks in the mountains of Tibet. And he's trying to find these answers, and they tell him, "You need to go and stay in this cabin that's up on the top of this mountain." And he went up to the top of this mountain. He stayed there for a long period of time, and he comes down from the mountain just all looking at peace, all enlightened. I'm thinking, how did he find Christ up in a mountain in a cabin? I didn't hear anything about there being a Bible in there. And he's just all happy, and then he comes down. And he's talking to somebody, and you know, did you find what you were looking for? You know, yes, I found like a little. And then he goes into this big long speech, and basically comes to the conclusion that you know, 
you know, that I have found God. I now understand God. That basically, we are God. Which is a very, you know, prominent New Age type thing today that man has created God. Man is a, or God is a creation of man. And I was just like, what? I just watched this whole movie for that? That was, it was I mean, I was, as a teenager, I'm thinking, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's a mystery the whole time. I, I, I know the answer to it. And this guy, though, he comes this big, like, he had to, he had to go up in a mountain and he had to do all this meditating and all this stuff to come to this big conclusion and he just, finally arrived at this point in his life mentally, intellectually, where he understood that we are God. And I thought, what a joke. And the truth is, if after all this long journey with them talking to all these great minds and great leaders, if he had come to the conclusion that the way to find God is through His Son, a Jew named Jesus Christ that lived on this earth for 33 years, and died on a cross. Oh, that's just too simple. That's just too simple. And people, oh, that, that's too easy. Anybody can understand that. I've told you all about the Mormon fellows that I ran into here in town one time, and I'm I'm telling them about our church, and uh, you know, I talk, and I gave them one of our tracks, and they started telling me, you know what, we're you know we're Mormons, you know we go to the Mormon church, but you know we know somebody that might like your church. Yeah, this this lady we know she's uh, she's got a lot of problems. She's she's you know really bad person in a lot of ways. She's made a lot of big mistakes, and really Mormonism it's just she it's it's above her. She doesn't get it. But I think she could understand this. I I think they were trying to insult me, but the truth was it was a compliment. Because that is the plan of salvation. It's simple. Anybody can understand it. A young child can understand it. But many people, because of their pride, they're not willing to accept that simple message. They're not willing. There's so many things in the Bible that are clear, but they're not willing to accept it. There's many things in that Old Testament that they are ashamed of. That. It, the Old Testament reveals just how bad our sin is. I don't want to give away next week's message, but that's why they stone people so much. God was trying to show them that, hey, sin has serious consequences and it needs to be dealt with. But people are ashamed of that. They don't want to come to that conclusion that they're a sinner. They want to come to the conclusion that we are God. We create our own heaven or hell on earth. And that's absolutely garbage. It's not just a simple message. It's a spiritual message. You know, I didn't even read 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 23, but we preach Christ crucified under the Jews a stumbling block and under the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Verse 25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. You see that Said so the Greeks, this is foolishness to the world. That's just that's foolish. That's simple. Well, let me tell you, the foolishness of God, or the foolishness of God, is wiser than man. The wisest of men is foolishness to God. God had to keep it simple because that's all that we can handle. That's all that we're capable of. Verse twenty six: See, 
Uh, for ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. That no flesh should glory in His presence. God uses the foolish things. Have you ever noticed? I've been noticing this lately and it drives me crazy. And Brother Smith this morning, I noticed he's obviously noticed this too by some of the things that he was doing when he was preaching. But whenever they want to get somebody on television or on the news that's going to prove scientifically that there is no God, he always has an English accent. Always has the English accent sounding all proper spiritual. You notice how Brother Smith is doing that? He's got that Southern Georgia voice. But whenever he switched to those guys, all of a sudden, you know, it was kind of weird going from Southern to English like that. But they always do because they sound so intelligent. Well, listen to their accent. They have to know what they're talking about. Listen to their English. Let me tell you something. You, those people that sound, God doesn't use that. God uses them old Southern people who can't even hardly understand. They get the simple message. God just trusts Jesus Christ. You got to believe in the Lord. That doesn't sound intelligent, but let me tell you something. That's the truth. And God uses that. Not all. God doesn't use all smart, high IQ people. He doesn't do that. He uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. To confound them. They're stumped. Those people on there are you know, billions and billions of years ago. There's a big bang. Creationist foolish. Oh, I don't. I don't understand why people. Even... No, you don't understand. You know why? Because professing yourself to be wise, you became fool, and God has confounded you with it. God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. We don't need to try to make our religion sound more intellectual, more intelligent. You know, we don't. Need... It's simple. That's the way God made it. That's the way we need to present it. We don't need to complicate it. We don't need to add in all these rituals and hoops that people have to jump through. And by the way, if they if we did that, people would do it. People would go through all the programs. People would do all our sacraments or whatever. It makes people feel good to do those things. You know, the Catholic folks, it makes them feel good. They like going and putting an ash cross on their forehead. It makes man, look at me. Now, I'm I'm embarrassing myself getting ashes all over my head in public. I'm definitely going to heaven. I'm going, and I'm you know they do all those rituals and things, and it just it, they they love doing it. Tell you, I love baptism. I, I I think baptism is great, but it's like sometimes people they look at baptism as this religious experience. It's not what it is. It's obedience to God. It's not supposed to be. You know you don't do it to get some great feeling because you only need to get baptized once if you're saved. And then, you know, that's it's like some people they want to keep doing. It. Oh man, I just I felt so good when I did that. Yeah, you feel good when you're obeying God, but hope if you're wanting to do it again, something was wrong. You only need to do it one time. I enjoyed getting married to my wife. But, you know, we're not going to go have another wedding because one, I'd have to pay for that one. That ain't happening. <laughs> but hey, we're already married. We don't need to do it again. But the gospel—it's a simple message. It's a spiritual message. Which is why we need to rely on the Holy Spirit and stop using carnal things to get the message across. 
1 Corinthians 2.14 But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Okay? The Holy Spirit is what has to draw somebody to salvation. Okay? Holy Spirit has to do it. So why would we why would people use rock music and stuff to try to get the message across? Why do people like you know one of the big things in churches now listen, I'm not against churches having plays and things like that, but some churches are now they're all about the dramas and they're all about the musicals and things. And all oh, people just get so moved by I'm not kidding. I saw I was looking for a Baptist church. I was trying to find a website for a Baptist church. I can't even remember which one it was. And I typed it in and one came up and it wasn't the one I was looking for. But I, I, I got on that home page and a video pops up of this church. It was it was an all black church, and they had all these people up on the stage wearing these white faced masks doing some crazy dance thing that was Really weird, and I don't know. It kind of freaked me out a little bit, but I'm just like, good night. And people are all about that. Oh, you know, it was just so amazing, and and they get they get all these emotional highs and things. Listen, that's not what salvation is. Salvation is not this emotional experience. It's a spiritual experience, and we don't need to use all those things. We don't you don't use carnal things to get across a spiritual message like that. And when I say carnal, I'm talking about fleshly things that are wrong. Sometimes we can use human things to get across a spiritual application, but you don't take sin to try to get across a spiritual message. The Holy Spirit is not in that at all. We could talk about that a lot. But people that are ashamed of the message, also, they don't like the message. Romans 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse." So it's not complicated. People don't want to know. Verse 21, because when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. The reason people struggle so much with religion, the reason they don't understand God, is because they don't like the message of salvation. They don't like that part about the wrath of God. So why so many churches don't talk about the wrath of God. People don't like to think about hell. And they especially don't like to think about them being a sinner. They don't like that. They like their sin. But listen, it's so clear. It's clear from the get-go. It's clear in creation. It's clear in nature. For example, the whole homosexuality thing that everybody wants to talk about now. It's just constantly being shoved down our throats. And these people, I don't understand why you don't understand us. I mean, this is normal. Listen, all you have to do is just look at nature. And you can tell it's not normal. Just, Just from nature. From the creation. The way God made things. It's clearly, it's it's so clear. Why can't they see it? Because they don't want to. They don't like the message. They don't like 
what the Bible says about it being an abomination. They don't like what the Old Testament says about it. They don't like what the New Testament says about it. They don't like it. They don't like that. They don't like verses like, you know, but the uh, unbelieving and adulterers and whoremongers and all liars shall have their part like fire. They don't like that. They're liars and they're not planning on giving it up. And, you know, calling on God for salvation. So well, you don't have to, you don't have to give up sins and you don't have to do all these things to get saved. But if you're admitting you need to get saved, you're admitting you're, you've got some stuff in your life that's really bad. You're admitting that you need to change. And people don't want to. They don't want anything to change in their life. They don't want, they don't want to do anything different. They like their sin better than they like God. And that's all there is to it. They like their sin that much. They do not want to be reminded of the message. You, I'm sorry, but there's just, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible about the wrath of God. There's a lot of stuff about sin, condemning sin. I mean, God clearly hates sin. You're not, if, you're not going to be able to read very much of the Bible without finding stuff about punishment, about eternal punishment, even punishment here on earth for whatsoever man soweth. That shall he also reap. You just can't read very much Bible without seeing any of that stuff. And people don't want to hear it. They don't like that. I'm uncomfortable by that. Next Sunday, I'm planning on preaching a message on hell. And there's a lot of people... Listen, I hope... I hope we have a visitor. I hope the place is full. But you know what? There's good possibilities. That's not what they want to hear. More than likely, that's when all the visitors will come. Part of that is the Holy Spirit. It's giving them a chance. But the devil's going to be working right along there too. Say, man, can you believe what he's talking about? Can you believe what he's saying? How dare he try to put you in hell? I can't put anybody in hell. I can't do that at all. I'll talk about that more next week. They try to say that we're condemning everybody to hell, that we're putting everybody in hell, and that we are, you know, trying to we're trying to use hell to get people to do what we want to do. Are you kidding? Listen, I'm just gonna be honest. Maybe I'm not the most compassionate person in the world. But I really don't care. Listen, the reason the main reason I preach the gospel is because it's what God called me to do. The main reason I tell people about salvation is because God told me to do it. I don't want them to go and I want to obey him. I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to make a confession. Sometimes I get a little carnal and there's people It's like, you know what? I don't know if I really care that they go to hell. That might be a terrible attitude. And I have to, you know, I have to work on not being that way. But Tommy McMurtry in the flesh by himself, I'm honest enough to admit that that's how I feel sometimes. And it's the Holy Spirit that causes me to look past those things. And it's the goodness of God that's in me. It's the love of Christ that's in me that causes me to go and preach the Gospel anyway. And to look past the faults of people and to still love them and to still do good to them. That's all because of Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with me. It's because of who lives in me. And I'm here to tell you, I don't use, I don't use hell. I don't have that ability. I only have the ability to preach truth, and the truth just happens to be if you die without Christ, you'll spend an eternity in hell. And I'm not even going to, I'll even admit that I don't necessarily like that message myself either. I don't like the thought of people going to hell. 
But it's clear when I read the Bible that that's exactly what we all deserve. But it doesn't mean I like it. I like the part about how we don't have to go to hell. If we'll call on Christ, I love that part. And, I'll, and I, let me tell you something, next week when I preach on hell, I plan on throwing that part in there. I'm not going to go and just scare people about hell and then say, hey, wait, there's, there's a way out. There's a way out. I, I thank the Lord for that. That would be like a doctor saying, I'm sorry, you have cancer. I'll see you later. It's like, whoa, oh. You know, you go back to the doctor. You know, what can I do? Oh, well, we got we got something. We can take care of that. No problem. You know, we can just do surgery, remove it. You'll be fine. Why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> why why did you just leave? Give me the bad news. Give me the good news too. You need both of it. But people, they don't like that message. Also, they are trying to make their own gods. Verse twenty-two, professing themselves to be wise. They became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. And then it goes on. I'm not going to read the whole passage. But you know what they did back in the Old, in the Old Testament times and even in recent history and some cultures still do it? When it came to gods, they would they'd come up with their own. Well, the only thing that they had to go on though was God's own creation. And so they would make, like in Exodus, they made a golden calf. Okay, why you'd pick a cow? You know, maybe like an eagle or something cool like that, you know, but a cow. Alright, let's let's worship the cow. They would always copy. Sometimes they would take things. Dagon was one that they served, who was a half man, half fish. Okay, you know, they kind of then they used that and worshiped that, but copying off of, you know, a couple of different creations. Of God, and they would worship those things. Sometimes they would make images of themselves. An image of man, they would build all these great, glorious things, and there's our God. Look at that God that we made. Our creation. Today, in our society, in our culture, we're just flat out lazy. We don't even make images, just, I'm God. My intellect. My mind. It has created God. Therefore, God is whatever I want it to be. The way. However I feel He is. As long as I'm sincere, I'm okay. I create my own heaven or hell here on earth. That's garbage. They try the the images that you know the the way Hollywood portrays God. They either portray him if if they're trying to be kind to Christianity, they'll portray Jesus Christ or God as some extremely effeminate hippie that loves everybody and never Condemns any sin, or they will make him this mean, vengeful, wrathful, you know, thing, just kind of basically mocking him. And they need to be thankful that Christians aren't like Muslims; otherwise, we would be rioting all the time, the way they portray God. And uh, you know, we don't do that, even when they blaspheme His name. Sometimes I want to, but we don't. But they do. They try to make their they try to make their own gods. Well, I don't like that God. So I'm going to go try another one. And they do the same thing with church. That's why there's so many different churches. I don't like what that church is preaching. I don't like that religion. I'm going to go make up my own religion. I want a religion. I don't like the husband of one wife thing. I want a religion where I can have all the wives I want. Mormons. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, you name it. You know, I I don't like that religion. I want a religion where I can do whatever I want, and then I can go to church on Sunday and get it all all the sins taken care of there. Catholics, 
<laughs> I want a religion where I can do whatever I want. I mean, be wicked all the time and not have to do anything and not worry about whether or not I'm going to have to go to heaven or go to hell. Calvinist. <laughs> I mean, you name it, there's something for everything. However you feel, however you think, there's a religion out there for you. There's a church out there for you that will go along with that stuff. People make creating their own religion. Creating their own Bibles. Just whatever I want God to be, that's what He is. Trying to make their own gods. They hate anyone who talks about one supreme authority. Those of us who's you know those KJV onlyism people, they're a cult. Why? Why do people have a problem with one book? Because it makes it a lot harder for you to push your false doctrine with this Bible. It is very hard. Now, I mean, every false religion I just named, you none of them believe in one book. None of them. I mean, fundamental Baptists were pretty much the only ones left that believed in just one book. We're about it. Because you cannot preach. And then even you know, Baptists that have a lot of the same doctrines but no standards and are you know, all charismatic and all that stuff, they're getting away from that because I mean there's too, there's so much Bible you have to ignore to be anything but what we are. They don't like that, so they like to call it a cult. They hate anyone who talks about one supreme authority. One God. Oh, so your God is better than everybody. Wait a minute. Okay. Yes, He's my God, but whether you like it or not, He's your God too. This isn't my God that I just made up. Oh, everybody that's not your religion's going to go to hell. This isn't my religion. Okay? It's, it's God's way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but my meat. Don't say it. No, it's not my way. It's His way. I don't, I'm not doing things my way. If I was doing things your way, I'd probably do things like you too where I could do whatever I want and not have to worry about everything. I think, I, I think Calvinism is probably the easiest religion in the world. That's probably what I would do. But I'd have to quit reading the Bible. I mean, I, I really would. If I was, you know, when you preach you're all in it for money, listen, if I was in it for the money, I'd be a charismatic. I'd be blowing in your face and making you faint. I'd be I'd be doing all that stuff. I'd be having speaking in tongues and everything. There's a lot of money in that. I'd be promising God to give you ten thousand if you'd give me a thousand. People get rich doing that. I'm not in it for the money. Following what the Bible says. But I'm gonna have a tough time preaching that stuff with this book. I can't get away with it. I can't possibly get away with it. How many times do you see Benny Hen carrying a Bible? Anybody? I don't think I've ever seen him carrying a Bible when he's blowing in people's face because he can't get away with it. They think that God is a creation of man, therefore it's just whatever whatever you want him to be. That's what he is. They they're ashamed of the message. They don't like the message. They're trying to make their own gods. And then lastly, they're willfully at war with God. They won't admit it, but they are at war with God. Verse thirty-two: Who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. They know that they know the judgment of God. They know that they're in, deep down they know they're in trouble. You know why atheists are such big mouths about their atheism? Because they know they're in trouble. It's like that per it's it's like 
Women, when they lose in their house, say, oh, I won't do it. I'll give them something. It's like, guys, when we lose the argument, what do we want to say? You know, Sometimes you start talking more. No, I'm right, you're wrong, right? Shut, shut, no, no, no. Don't want to give anybody else a chance to say anything. Stubbornness. Because you know you're wrong. And that's what they do. And they literally, they literally, I mean, they are at war with God. It's like Satan. You know, and I remember when I was a kid, I thought, I remember I asked my dad this question. I'm like, I remember, I was like, Dad, since the devil knows that he's going to hell and he knows he's wrong, why doesn't he just get saved? <laughs> and, you know, and he's explaining how, you know, the devil's past the point of any redemption and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and, you know now I, I understand that. But the truth is, but the Bible says the devil, when he comes there in Revelation in that last time, that he comes, Luke says, with great wrath because he knows he has but a short time. He knows he's wrong. He knows he's on his way to hell. And he's going to make sure he does just as much damage as he possibly can before he goes. And that's why many of the atheists, like the one I was talking about, are just so strong and just want to cause as much trouble as they can because they, they, are, they literally are at war with God. It's like they know my time's almost up. I remember. I'm just. I'll be honest. There's a couple times when I was growing up with my sisters where we got a little disagreement, and maybe I hit one of them. And it was one of those times when I knew I crossed the line. I knew I was going to get spanked. I knew it. I shouldn't be saying this in front of my kids. If you guys do any of this, you're going to get in double trouble. But I knew I'd cross the line. I knew I was getting spanked. So I was like, you know what? I might as well get a few extra jabs in. His punishment's not going to get much worse. And so, you know, you go and add a few other things to it. Just knowing, hey, if I'm going to get in trouble, I might as well make it worth it. And I think that's where a lot of people are today. A lot of people who supposedly do not understand the Gospel, who supposedly do not get get it, it's foolish, it's wrong, blah, blah, blah. They know that they've... It's like they know they've crossed the line. And listen, there are reprobates out there. There are those who I believe I believe there is a line you can cross. I don't believe any of us are, are judge, can be a, a good judge of who that is. That's why we witnessed everybody. But there are people who can who cross a line and they only have but a short time and they're dead. They're as good as in hell already. And it's like they know it. Therefore, they're going to have as much fun as they can while they can. Because they know they're on their way to hell. They know they're in trouble. And that is why perversion is so celebrated. You know, why can't people just... If they want to be that way, why can't they just keep it to themselves? Why do they have to go and have marches and parades? Why do they have to give Anderson Cooper the GLAAD award or whatever? Why? Why do they have to do that? Why does the NFL have to come out with these stupid commercials Celebrating gay marriage. And I know why they're doing that. It's because of all the liberal media attacking them because of the concussions and everything and the violence of the sport. Oh, we'll show you. We're for homosexuals. The Cubs did that. The Cubs, they they stink like garbage in their baseball skills. They want some good press. So they come out with some commercials promoting perversion. Why did, why did people do that? Why is that so celebrated? Why can't it just be private? Because they know they've crossed the line. They know that they're in trouble, so they're just going to do as much damage as they can. And like the devil, 
The devil wants to make sure he takes as many people with him as he can. And that's why they're always recruiting. That's why every television show, they got to make sure they have gay characters in there. That's why they got to throw that stuff in there because they want to take as many people as they can with them. They know they're headed for destruction. Misery loves company. And that's why they celebrate. Why, why isn't anybody, why don't we have marches for kleptomaniacs? I steal and I can't help it. Why aren't we celebrating that? Why, why don't we celebrate people with tempers that like to beat people up? <laughs> why, why don't we celebrate that? Why don't we, why don't we celebrate profanity? Why don't, why don't we do that? Why don't we have a Why don't we have a big march and we all go walking down the street and just all cussing? Profanity, pride. Why? Why? Why is that one so important? I, it's because they're trying. They're trying to recruit. And also, this is why so many people and religions try to blur the lines of distinction and everything. And that's what that's all about too. I heard another stupid story. I'll tell you, I just I can't even handle the news anymore. They wanted to talk about another mom that's trying to sue a school because they won't let her boy who wants to be a girl use the girl bath, girl's bathroom. And then media's coming to her defense. I'm like, that is so sick and twisted and messed up. I don't I don't even want to hear about that. How dare you tell my boy he has to be a boy? The news media, they always make sure to call it a she because that's what they want. It's absolutely ridiculous. They blur the lines of distinction in the clothing. You know, we don't, men and women don't dress different than each other anymore. I'm waiting for them to change the bathroom signs pretty soon because that's just, that's offensive. And it's perversion. It's just, it's, they're trying to recruit. They're trying to take as many people down as they can. But in Romans 11.33 it says, Oh, the depth and the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments in His ways past finding out. When it comes down to it, when it, when it comes to the Gospel, when it comes to God, there are some things about Him that we're not going to completely understand. There's God's ways are higher than our ways. We can understand the things that He's told us in His Word. That's one thing we, we can understand those things. But there's some things we're not going to completely understand until we're in heaven. It says, How unsearchable are His judgments, His ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been His counselor, or who hath first given to Him, and it shall be recompensed unto Him again? For of Him and through Him and to Him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. You know, when it comes to God and understanding God, the truth is, if any of us could completely understand God, He wouldn't be much of a God, would He? A God that you and I could understand would not be capable of creating this universe. A God that you and I could completely understand would not be holy enough to save us from our sins. He couldn't do it. Our minds cannot comprehend that. We can't completely understand it. And that's why, once again, it comes down to faith. The just shall live by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. And you know, it's, I'm all for trying to stand up for our faith. And I like a debate as much as anybody. But boy, sometimes I feel sorry for some of these people. Poor excuses for Christians. You know, whenever they have a debate on the news, 
the Christian guy that they always get is always just this pathetic excuse for a Christian that barely knows any Bible at all. It's like, come on! We've got so many people that could do a better job debating than that, but they always use them. But you know, the truth is, there are some things that are just spiritual and you're just going to have to have faith. And you know, I'm not going to try to talk to some evolutionist till I'm blue in the face trying to convince him through whatever that there, there is a Creator and that we were created. I'm going to use the Word of God. And I'm going to depend on the Holy Spirit. Because that, that's what's going to take for him to really get it. Not me showing him all the scientific evidence or whatever. It's, it's the Word of God. That's what he needs. And there's and we're going to be looking next week at some some rough passages of Scripture. Some hard stuff that people look at and they just don't seem to get and don't seem to understand. But if you don't understand it, if people and if you're trying to get the message and somebody they can't seem to understand it, it's because they don't want to. And it's because of these four reasons we talked about. They're ashamed of the message. They don't like the message. They're trying to make their own gods. And they've come to the point now where they are willfully at war with God. Don't let that be the case with you. I know that's not the case. But this will help you understand maybe why you can't get some things across to other people. Why they just it doesn't seem to register. So let's all stand together now with our heads bowed and eyes closed.